everybody coming at you with a little bit of an earlier show hopefully we're catching you right when you're leaving work you can listen to us on your way home watch us when you get home so i want to start the show off zach on a little bit of a serious note a little bit of a serious note i did not mention this to zach but i should have i want to say all my condolences to the haskins family that whole situation is completely tragic and just awful, and I, I feel so terrible for his his family, his teammates, people who were close to him and loved him. That is absolutely uh, tragic, and and I, I hate to see something like that happen. So, hate to start the show off on a note like that, but I think it had to be. We we need to say something about that. I, I mean, uh, yeah. our prayers, our thoughts go out to his family. That was uh, something to. That was pretty hard to see uh, announced. I mean, just just a terrible situation that that happened the way it did. Um, so, yes, our prayers and thoughts are with you. All right, let's get into it, Zach. We got some things to talk about. Got some stuff we to do. talk about. And we had a great weekend, baby. Let's kick it off the right way. Talking about the Tigers sweeping the Bulldogs in Starkville. Yes, sir. Your fancy little brand new baseball stadium means <laughs> nothing when you can't play baseball, baby. Oh, Loved boy. it. Throwing it. Loved it. Look, I mean, we got a show in oh, on Friday night's game. We gave y'all yeah. kind of our live reaction. A lot of fun. Uh, that was a lot of fun. We really enjoyed that. I mean, man, what a comeback. I mean, uh, Zach, if you could kind of we'll, – we'll kind of go through it game to game here. Yeah, uh, if you'll kind of, I know in that moment we were, we were, you know, hooting and hollering and excited for what had just happened. But Zach, break it down for us. What happened on the Friday night game? I mean, that was absolutely incredible. So, Reagan, I've thought of this. All right, I've got three words for the entire series, and one word out of those three words, one word for each game. All right, you ready? Yeah. First word. Clutch. Clutch. Game one on Friday was clutch. When you needed guys to step up and hit, which is something we've been talking about, timely hitting, it's been a problem at times. You didn't have that this weekend. You had guys step up like Trey Morgan and Dylan Cruz step up and make big plays and and big at-bats and big-time hits in that ball game. Because it was pretty rough there for a lot of the game once Mississippi State took 2-1 lead. You felt like the offense wasn't going to do nothing. 
and they get down to their final strike. And Hayne Travinsky, although he didn't have a really great series, um, you know, was able to have great plate discipline and yeah. fight off uh, fight off that pitcher and able to get that inning rolling and, and eventually lead to the win. So first word for the series is clutch, and that goes for Friday night. The second word of this series for me is bullpen. The bullpen yeah, no was doubt. the most impressive thing to me no doubt. on Saturday, the Saturday game. You know, you had a lot of guys that came out and, and threw and were very impressive and shut down that Mississippi State team uh, once they had gotten touched a little bit. I see we are addressing Zeke in the background. <laughs> yes, already. We may have yeah. a feature for of, of Mr. Zeke there in the background. Oh, having My wife having isn't fun. home yet from work, so you may hear him every now and then. Now, the, now the biggest thing you had uh, – you had one big problem on Saturday, and that was the errors. You had three errors on Saturday, but other than that, the Golden Boot mentioned it. Uh, you know, errorless on Friday and Sunday, you were errorless, and and that was huge for the Tigers. So, clutch for Friday, bullpen for Saturday, and for Sunday. It's got to go to uh, – you can either say bats, offense, whatever you want to say, because the offense came alive on Sunday. But one player came out and absolutely shined. He was on our thumbnail to start the show. Josh Pearson, who was named the co-freshman of the week by SEC Baseball. Congrats to him. Definitely – his performance gave him the opportunity to get more playing yeah. time. I think they found the right fielder. They had been struggling to find the right fielder. You know, they've put out, they've put Barry out there. They've put out Giacomo out there, other guys out there. Josh Pearson was definitely very impressive in the Sunday game. So, Extreme. really, to, to recap all that, those are my three things that I'd have to say for the entire series. On Friday, you had a team that you needed to come in the clutch hitting-wise, and and you did. You saw yep. that. Yep. On Saturday, you needed the bullpen, the pitching, to come through, and you saw that. The bullpen was fantastic. No and doubt. then on Sunday, you put the foot on the throat. You put the foot on the gas, and you were able to dominate them for basically the entire game. And so – three different aspects of this LSU baseball team that we got to see. And especially, it's really important because it comes against the SEC opponent. And I know Mississippi State is is struggling. You know, they're struggling a little bit. But, yeah. you know, to, to get a huge sweep like that against yeah. an SEC opponent and to be able to be only one game behind Arkansas now, and you're going to be heading to Fayetteville this weekend. So you have the opportunity huge. to take – the sole first place position in the SEC West. But I'll say one more thing, Reagan, and then I'll let you take it. Yeah. For me, it's got to continue. I tweeted it on Sunday, and I know it was probably a Debbie Downer. I mentioned that in the tweet, but I want to see it continue because we had the same reaction whenever they played Florida, and then they went at home against Auburn, and we know the end result there. It was not good. It was not yeah. impressive. They had the issues that we had been talking about for most of the season 
we need to see it continue. There needs to be some more consistency with this team. This is a great team, Reagan, when they're playing at their best. And something that's been really impressive to me is specifically the pitching because the pitching is something that we expected to be one of the biggest weaknesses coming in. We didn't expect it to be the fielding. But the pitching has really been one of the best teams in the conference. I mean, I'm pretty sure last time I checked, I think after last weekend, I'll have to check it for after this past weekend, but you were like top three, top four in the conference pitching-wise. Fantastic job by LSU this weekend to get the series sweep. I I, I had confidence in them to win the series because I knew State was also a struggling team coming in. I didn't think they'd get all three, but they did, and that was huge for them. Yeah, I mean, any weekend you get a sweep, especially on the road. When you sweep somebody on the road in the SEC West, road warriors, that is a big deal. I don't care. I do not care who in the world you are playing from the SEC West, whether it's Mississippi State who's been struggling a little bit or Arkansas, or, you know, Bama, Ole Miss, you know, I, I don't care. When you sweep somebody on the road in the SEC West, that, West, that is a big deal. I mean, that is something that does not happen often. Um, you see sweeps typically happen at your at your your own stadium, not away, and that was a big deal. And you saw that today, you know, in the rankings. We jumped four spots from 19 to 15, and, man, you really needed this this week. I mean, you needed a solid week. You know, we've we've talked about the ups and the downs where, man, it felt like coming out of Florida, it was great, and then you go into Auburn, and you're like, you know, well, here we are again. Again, I'm going to keep preaching this. Auburn is better than we think they are. They beat Vanderbilt. They just beat Vanderbilt in a weekend series. I would have really loved for Vanderbilt to have won that series because that would have helped us out in the standings a little bit because now we're kind of tied. tied for second place with Bama and Auburn. So I was really hoping that that Bama would lose on Sunday to Ole Miss and that Vandy would beat Auburn so we would be the sole team in second place. But if you go and take care of business in Arkansas this weekend, you're sole number one, right? Well, unless you know some of the other teams like sweep or something like that, you may end up with a tie for first yeah. place. But, man, oh, man, what a great weekend. Uh, the Friday night game that you felt like, okay, here we go again. You know, it's it's starting off rough. You know, we're going to have to win two back-to-back to win this series. And you are down to your last strike. I mean, you are full count, two outs, nobody on base, and the yeah. offense ain't been clicking at all the entire mm-hmm. game. It was dead as a doornail. Clutch. And then you get walked, and then you get hit by a pitch, and then you get a wild pitch, and then you get a clutch base hit, and then you get a cruise missile, and it was all of a sudden like, I mean, big, big time momentum game for us on Friday night. And boy, oh boy, you loved the picture that Jay Johnson posted with the fireworks going in the background. Uh, You know, Friday night fireworks at SEC games. And, man, it feels so much sweeter when you get a win on the road. And then, man, Saturday was – it felt like, it, you know, when you it started off the way it did, it felt like you were going to kind of just take control and just route them. I mean, you come up, there's two immediate walks, and then the pitcher's struggling again against Jacob Berry, and it's a 3-1 count. It's a hitter's count. He knows that a fastball is coming, and he just absolutely annihilates the ball 
and it's three to nothing, no outs in a heartbeat. And it just felt like, oh boy, here we go. But State locked it in, and then they ended up tying yep. it. Uh, shout out to Cameron James, my old friend from school. He actually hit the home run for State to tie the game. And in that moment, and you were going, like, dang it, Cameron. Not very friendly. Yeah. Uh, oh, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he actually tied the game up. And you had some costly errors. I mean, they scored two in the first. It was like we got off to a first start. And then it was like, here come the errors. And honestly, I'm not too upset with these errors. I wasn't as upset with these errors. Okay. There was three errors, and it's like, good grief, it's three errors. But yeah. The errors we've been seeing are routine ground balls or balls that we should make plays on as SEC shortstops, as SEC second baseman, as SEC third baseman, right? These were different, okay? So you get the hit. I think it was the very first hit of their inning, and Geo, you know, tries to scoop the ball and get the ball in quickly. He doesn't quite pick it up in his glove, and he has to go back down and grab it, then come to his feet and throw, so the guy gets an extra base. That's an error. Right, It was a single already, and then he got the second on the error. And then yeah. the other error was when Doty was was fading into the foul territory. The ball ended up falling in, in his and hitting his glove in fair territory, but he was battling the sun the whole way. Those are not like bad errors. Terrible errors where it's an easy, easy play. Like when you're fading back from second base, going behind the first baseman, trying to make that play when you're kind of, you know, moving like this with your back and he's trying to shade his eyes. I mean, that's not a terrible error, and he almost made the play. Like, those are difficult. That was a difficult play. The errors you hate seeing are the routine ones. So I was not yeah. as upset about the those errors. I mean, they were costly errors because they ended up scoring two runs, but it wasn't the errors we've been seeing. I was not as upset with it. And then, of course, like I said, Cameron later on tied it up 3-3. And then the very first at-bat, the next inning, JT goes apotaco, puts it in the seats, baby. And we take the lead, and the bullpen rolled from there. Look, yep. I don't – I love it. I love it. I love it. Jay Johnson, him and Jason Kelly have found a formula in their pitching staff they have these guys that they can go to, that they can rely on. You get a few innings out of these guys, and then you get a few innings out of this guy, and they come in and they shut it down. I mean, it worked. I mean, as much as the state fans hated it, as many trips as he took out to the mound, as, as much time as he took, it delayed the game, it slowed the game down, and it worked. And you know what was even what was even better is I loved the commentators. These are SEC Mississippi State commentators, right? The SEC Network commentators are team-specific. It's like when Lynn Rollins and Ben McDonald are calling LSU games at Alex Box yep. Stadium, right? Those guys were state commentators, but they were recognizing that Jay Johnson has a plan here, and he's doing it regardless of what anybody else says, and it's working. And I love that. I mean, it was, it was awesome. And the bullpen yeah. effort Saturday and Sunday was phenomenal. Even on Friday, too. I mean, there was two times Friday and Saturday each, one time each. You had runners on second and third base, zero outs, and you got out of it. I mean, that is huge. 
That is absolutely huge that you can rely on your bullpen to come in and do something like that. Like, that yeah. is not very easy to do. And, man, I absolutely loved it. Take all the time you need. Take all the mound visits you got. <laughs> call every review. Slow the game down. I mean, it was brilliant, and it worked. It really worked. Guys like Trent Vittmeyer, man. Uh, um, Fontenot had a good inning. Fontenot had a great inning. Coming in three pitches, three strikes, baby. We needed him to punch it out. He came in and punched it out. Uh, did I mention Vittmeyer? Uh, yeah, Cooper, Cooper and Cooper. Gervais also played. And then, man, Paul Gervais. Paul Gervais is a great closer. Great. I mean, Trey Morgan and Kay Doty at the beginning of the season both made statements that they were like, you know, somebody asked them, I can't remember who it was, but somebody asked them, you know, who have you faced in fall so far that you hate facing the most? And it was not a name anybody expected to hear. I mean, you were expecting to hear like Ty Floyd or Blake Money or or Mikhail Hilliard or – uh, Fontenot, and this man says Paul Gervais. When you go from you know a, a guy who's like average six one, six two, six three, six four, six six, and then you go to Tra- Paul Gervais who's six ten, and the way the ball is coming out of his hand at a different height, I mean it's hard. He is a confident pitcher. He gets up there. He's got some swagger about him. He kind of wears his emotions on his sleeves. He really does. Yeah, but it. It hasn't hurt him at all, really, and I love his mentality on the mound. And the best moment, I I think my most favorite moment in the entire weekend is when Reiselman is up there toe-tapping, and they're counting his toe taps, and he gets the three-pitch strikeout, baby. And then he comes up and he he shows the number of toe taps that he did. He had done a. I mean, he was. I think. I, I almost think he was doing it on it. purpose a little bit. Like, like he yeah, because he usually does like three or four, and, and on that last it. one he did eight. He did eight, and then and he, he walks out. The guy out. Oh my gosh, it was awesome. Mm, that was fantastic. He, bro. he pitched on on Friday as well, and when Preston Johnson had had turned and said something, our stared us down, and then Riselman came in and got a punch out. He let them know about it. And I love it, man. I, yeah, I absolutely love it. It's and then awesome. I love it on Saturday when they're counting his toe taps, trying to throw him off, trying to confuse him. And he punches him, man. I mean, he just punched that guy out. One, two, three. I love it. Whatever they have conjured up with this bullpen, this mentality that they have, the formula that it's they've working. created, it's working, and they're going to keep rolling with it. And, and I'll tell you what, Reagan. On the Sunday game, what what really has impressed me, I, I tweeted this out. You know, it seems like they're really confident in the Dutton Grant Taylor yes. combo. And, and at first, I was like, why aren't they putting Grant Taylor out there? Like Grant Taylor is one of the better pitchers, strikeout pitchers. I'm saying, yeah. You know, and Dutton just doesn't really strike a lot of guys out. But I, I like what they are doing because you throw Dutton out there, and Dutton's not a strikeout thrower, like. He's right. a guy that if you go and you look at his like numbers from the three games, like he gets maybe a strikeout, maybe two. Yeah, and but but he's he he's a really pitch to contact. Content, yes, he is a pitch to contact guy. You know, and they're, so they're gonna there's gonna be a lot of fly balls. There's gonna be a lot of ground balls. But then you switch it up, and so the lineup at at state or whoever you're playing yep. is used to that 
pitch to contact, and then you bring in Grant Taylor, and Grant Taylor is a strikeout thrower. I mean, he yeah. has been getting six, seven, six strikeouts when he has come into this game after Dutton. And so I, it confused me at first, but, you know, it makes a lot of sense now, you know, that you they have to face Dutton and then they have to face Grant Taylor, and they're two different type guys. So it, it has really impressed me to, to, to just agree with your point on the bullpen and the formula that they have come up with. I agree. I, I love the way that they're rolling with this bullpen. And it seems like they've kind of found yeah. their guys. Like, okay, these are our guys we can really rely on in the weekend. Because you are seeing constantly the same pitchers during the weekend series. Yeah, I mean, mark my words. I love what Sammy Dutton is doing. He's, I mean, if he can come in and give you three, four innings and, and hold it to zero or one run, you've got a shot on every Sunday with Grant Taylor coming in. That's why whenever you were going through your names, I said freshmen because Josh Pearson is a freshman. Grant Taylor is a freshman. Sammy Dutton's a freshman. Josh Stevenson is a freshman. And Josh Stevenson, although he didn't do as much that, you know, like that caught the eye like Josh Pearson did. I mean, two home runs in a game for a freshman. I mean, he's going to be catching everybody's eye. But Stevenson made some solid plays out in left field. I mean, there was a ball that was fading, and it was going towards that jagged wall that they had out there in left field, and it was fading fast. And, boy, he got on his horse, and he got over there and got it and made it look easier. And that was not an easy play. I haven't seen any update on Gavin Dugas yet. He tweaked his wrist. I don't know the extent of the injury or how long he's going to be out. So, Gant was not incorrect on Friday. He wasn't in a sling, but he was in a brace. So, tweaked his wrist a little bit, did something, but hopefully it's not something too extreme. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm comfortable with Stevenson being out and left. I mean, as long as Dugas is out, I'm comfortable with that. I like to see Dugas out there because just we love Dugas. I mean, if Stevenson ends up earning the spot, it is what it is. That's what it looks like happened with Pearson, right? You know, we've been trying to find a solid right fielder, and Pearson – I mean, he he did it this weekend. I mean, he did it. But Sammy Dutton, Grant Taylor, mark my words, Grant Taylor will be a weekend rotation guy. He will be. I don't know if it will be next year, but at some point in his time at LSU, yeah. he will be a weekend rotation guy. He sits around mid-90s, and when he pulls it back, he's sitting at like 97, 98, and he throws his breaking ball for a strike. He is a weekend rotation pitcher, and I am I looking forward to what he can do here at LSU and what he already is doing at LSU. I mean, he has been phenomenal. So, fantastic weekend. Also, Zach, I don't know if you know this or not, uh, on Sunday, Cade Smith has been, like, their best guy. Like, that's been their best pitcher. Cade yeah. Smith is a graduate of DeSoto Central High School, where you and I both graduated from. So, uh, <laughs> Sorry to all the DeSoto Central grads that LSU <laughs> had to, had to kind of, you know, beat up on, but we love our Tigers a little bit more than we love the DeSoto Central. <laughs> so, salt in the wound. We, we like seeing our guys from DeSoto Central. DeSoto Central is a old Miss, Mississippi State, like, breeding grounds. It's, it's almost it like. It is. Like, it really is. You're not so, Especially for baseball. Especially for baseball. But Kate Smith has been their best guy, and we took care of business. Kate Smith was 5-1 and one on Sundays. He had really taken care of business on Sundays for them and, and kind of like helped them out against Arkansas to solidify one game 
when they lost their series, and we took care of business and got the sweep in Starkville. And you started really teeing off later in the game, and it was 13-3, and you got to love it. Fantastic weekend. All right, I think we've talked enough about this weekend. we got to move forward. It was we got to take care of business. We need consistency. The, the difference – okay, one more thing. I'm sorry, I have to say this. <laughs> the difference between the Florida series and the state series is the pitching formula. I mean, yeah. you had not quite figured it out against Florida yet. I mean, what you did against Florida worked, and you kind of had started seeing the beginnings of what we're doing now. And then this weekend with State, you really saw – what this pitching staff can be with the formula that they've put together. So, all right, let's get to some comments, and we will move on to our next segment here. Throw them in there, Zach. This was interesting, Reagan. This comment by Carl Dunn, guilty verdict in case of Wade Sims murder. Wow. Wow. I mean, we know that proceedings and whatnot take quite some time, especially when there's, you know, a significant case. Um, But that was a hard time for for Wade Sims' family and – uh, that was a, a time when LSU basketball really rallied together, and uh, I'll, I'll never forget that. And I'm happy that that Wade has justice for that instance. Happy for him and his family. I actually got to meet his parents, and they are awesome really? people. I did not I know did. that. I went to the SEC basketball tournament in 20 – sorry, all my son is walking out. Yes, What? Your gum? <laughs> Are we going to get a Zeke feature? Not sure. Not sure. Y'all want to see Zeke? Come here. You, everybody wants to see you on the show. Come here. It's daycare edition. Daycare edition. Yeah, that was a There's the that little was the TA daycare edition, the gum boot. I love say, it. Say hey, Zeke. Hey. Say go Tigers. Hey, Zeke. What? <laughs> no, hey, Zeke. <laughs> They go Tigers. No. No. Oh, oh no. Get out. Get out. We're done. We're done. <laughs> there it is. Say there we go. There we go. Hey, Tigers. Yeah. yeah. All right. Go watch your. Go watch your whatever you're watching. I don't know. We finally got a Zeke feature. That's awesome. Uh, I don't know where your new cup is, bud. He got All right, Cody. Jackie's cup. Seventeenth in the country in ERA. Woo. Cody Come said on. Bryce Collins and Grant Taylor will. Be Saturday and Sunday starters next year. I see. Interesting. I see. Interesting. What's crazy about this pitching staff is we're seeing all these guys, and bro, it's like Will Helmers, Garrett Edwards, Ty Floyd. I know Ty Floyd came in this weekend to finish You're the. Not the but it's like, bro, it's like they're on the shelf. It's like what in the world? Like the guys we we all saw last year. We all, bro, guys we were thinking like like Will Helmers, Garrett Edwards, and Ty Floyd were guys we were thinking going to be competing for weekend rotation spots. Yeah. And we just like haven't seen them. But what's working right. is working, man. All right. Bring football and recruiting update and a little bit more uh, of some, some other updates. We're going to throw in some basketball, basketball. as well. Yep. Um, so, Zach. What have you heard lately? Spring football, recruiting. I'll go to recruiting first. So, very likely you're going to see two LSU commits this week. Potentially a transfer, potentially an incoming high school player. And there is a possibility for a third one. Not likely, but there is a possibility for a third one. Uh, If you get three, holy cow. What a job by Brian Kelly. So, really excited about that. Yeah, I know. It's dumb. Yes, he can. He can recruit. So, he's proving that. Just 
just about every day. And and you'll mention, you know, the recruiting visits. But as far as spring practice goes, things have been kind of switched up a little bit on the offensive line. You know, I think we mentioned kind of what we were expecting to see, you know, from left to right, the starters. And I think it was like uh, Miles Frazier, Anthony Bradford, Garrett Dellinger, Shorts, and then potentially Sting if he commits. But you're seeing Cam Wire running with the ones. You're seeing Xavier Hill running with the ones at left guard. You are seeing Will Campbell, the five-star freshman, running at left tackle with the ones. And you're seeing Miles Frazier at right guard, Cam Wire at right tackle. And so really impressive to see some of these guys, especially like Will Campbell, who is a true freshman, come in and compete at that level and be running with the ones right now at this point in the spring practice. So that shows a lot of what they think of him and what he is doing on the field, the product that he is putting out on the field this spring so far. So really, really impressive. You know, not what we expected, but as I've constantly said, it's encouraging and is nothing but good for the LSU program when you have competition. We're seeing the QB competition with Miles Brennan and Jane Daniels continue to kind of go back and forth. Miles Brennan has some good days. Jane Daniels has some good days. Again, I fully believe Jane Daniels is going to get the edge there and be the starter. But again, really impressive. Blake mentioned this on his show, and it was something I saw too. Kyron Lacey is struggling a little bit right now. He's had a couple of drops where Jane Daniels has has put the ball on yeah. the money, put it yeah. in his hand and dropped it. But you know, I hope to see you know him kind of emerge a little bit more because we have seen quite a bit of, of him. And another thing is, I think I mentioned this before, but I've really liked what I've seen from Corey Kiner. Obviously, John yeah. Emery has looked fantastic. Yeah. John Emery has still had some problems with ball security. He had another fumble the other day. So he has got to work on his ball security because yeah. you can't be fumbling when you're playing in the SEC. When you host Ole Miss or – you go to Fayetteville, you can't be fumbling the ball. It cost us in the Bama game. You know, yep. TDP fumbled the ball oh. against Bama, and that <laughs> oh started bringing that up. Why did you bring that up? Oh I know. Gosh, if he did not fumble <laughs> that ball, we probably win that game. Oh, brutal. But nonetheless, you can't fumble the ball in the SEC because it will cost you. It will come back and bite you in the butt. So he has got to clean that up. But I like what I've seen for Corey Kiner. It'll be interesting once Noah Kane gets in here to see how that competition plays out. You know, everybody kind of expects John Emery, but I like the push that Corey Kiner is making and interested to see what Noah Kane can do once he gets in. So, all around, just really impressive. I'm excited to be able to get to go down there here in about two weeks and, and get to see it for myself, get to see it with my own eyes and yeah. watch on the field what they're going to be doing. So, yeah, what did you have to say about uh, recruiting visits? I'll get to that. I mean, that's it's kind of less important. But, you know, one guys we haven't heard much of, and maybe you can tell me a little bit more of is Baskerville. Like I thought he would almost kind of be like a like yeah. a guaranteed type spot, which nobody's guaranteed that. I, I don't mean it that way, but you kind of figured he would be one of the guys to take over as you know one of the starting linebackers, and he still very well could. But one of the guys, I mean, is Greg Penn uh, yeah. has been having a great spring. I mean, that dude's been flying around making plays. I know there was a video out there the other day when. Um, they threw out in the flats, and Greg Greg Penn flew in and and made a play on the ball, and uh, on well, it was really a play on the ball and the player getting the ball, and it was kind of like a was this a fumble, was this an incomplete pass type of deal, but 
I mean, yeah. I, I've loved what I've seen out of Greg Penn. I got to agree with you. I love what our running back room has to offer. Even if John Emery isn't like the guy, the starter, maybe he is a starter, but we still have a running back by committee type of thing. I think yeah. our running back room can do that. I mean, like you mentioned, Corey Kiner and whatever Noah Kane can do, we, we haven't even seen that yet. I mean, you look back at years like 2011, like that running back by committee that year worked out really good for us. I mean, that worked really well for us. And I think Corey Kiner and Noah Kane and maybe even Amari Goodwin can contribute as well. I mean, really. And we've seen that in the past with Brian Kelly at Notre Dame at times. So I think that that is something that could potentially happen. And I wouldn't be against that, especially if there's some ball security problems with John. But with the recruiting visits, y'all, there's some pretty tough uni combos coming out these things. Like, <laughs> bro. I need to see some of these on the field, man. Like I know. I'm loving some of these combos. Maybe it's a little bit of a preview. Bro, Maybe. I, I would love that. I would love look, I love the gold white gold. I do. I, I love it. I love the traditional look. Classic. I think it I think it looks excellent. Timeless. But I saw one the other day. It was it was white helmet, white jersey, gold pants, and I was like, okay. I like I kinda I'm see, kinda like digging it. I don't and think I, I like that one as much. I oh like the gosh. white, purple, purple, yellow. Those were – I liked those. That was hard. I did like those. And the then white, you flip white, it. yellow, I was like, mm. And if you flip it, there some were doing gold, purple, white. And I was like, these are hard too. Look, I mean, I, y'all, I'm, I'm not going to lie. If we came out with some purple pants, I would get excited. I'm not going to lie. Like if we <laughs> white, white, purple, white, white, purple would be lit, Okay. I, I mean, I I like some Ooh. of them. That would be hard, man. I mean, I'm just saying. I've liked some of the combos that I've seen as much as, and of course, the all white is just whoever doesn't like the all white, you crazy. The yeah. all white is hard. All white, okay. Yeah. yeah, the white heart is tough, and then the white purple white is tough. If you don't like the all white, I I don't know if I can be friends with you. Yeah, I, I, mean, we, I, I I don't know. It's it's gonna be tough. You're gonna have to convince me. I see, bro. To be friends icy. with you, because the, the, all, the icy is, ooh, man. It's tough. Let's, it's tough. So a few more things real quick. All these people that are doing these mock drafts and whatnot, and I'm seeing Stingley slip down some. If he slips down to where I see some, like I'm seeing him in like 11, 12, like 13. I'm like, if Stingley steal. goes at like 11, 12, 13, that is a steal. I mean, he yeah. is a... In my opinion, he is a top five pick, maybe a top three pick in this draft. I mean, just because he I was agree. off a year and didn't do the combine and whatnot, that don't matter. This dude is a top five, top three pick. And hopefully his pro day, because his pro day, went, I think, went really well uh, yeah. uh, at LSU. Hopefully that will jump him back up some. But holy cow. I mean, Sauce Gardner's good. But these people acting like Sauce Gardner is better than Derek Stingley. Y'all better chill out with that. Y'all, <laughs> y'all better calm down. Like, okay, like really, Sauce Gardner. Like, we saw how the Bama game went, bro. Like, you <laughs> you stepped up the competition. I mean, come on, man. I mean, we saw Derek do it against SEC talent, right? Come mm. on. I, anyways, but I, I just. 
I think if 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 Derek slips out of top ten, it's a steal. It is a steal. And uh, I have to agree. I I just don't see how in the world that's happened just because he took the combine off. All of a sudden, talent goes away. Like, come on, bro. Uh, last thing, and then we'll hit a break, and then we'll come back and we'll hit our Memory Monday segment. So last thing here, which this isn't the segment, but I guess it may be a recruiting update. The basketball players, two of them, Xavier Pinson, and Brandon Murray. Brandon Murray has announced today that he will be going to Georgetown, and I'm kind of happy about that. Out of the, you know, he had Tennessee in his list, and if yeah. there was one school you didn't want to see him go to, was Tennessee. I, I do not want to see one of these other guys go to another SEC school because I just hate that. That's like Elias Ricks, which it isn't the same, the same situation as this, but. You would hate to see one of your, you know, a player like Brandon Murray, you know, almost every yeah. year with Tennessee. And uh, Xavier Pinson, he hasn't made his decision yet, but he has cut his list to two, one being Xavier and the other being <laughs> Xavier to Xavier. Xavier to uh, Xavier. <laughs> the other being Mississippi State. So you know which one I want him to go to. I want him to go to Xavier because I don't want to see him at Mississippi State. One last thing, and then we will hit a break right after this. Shout out to Simone Augustus. Shout out to Simone Augustus. The awesome, school announced awesome. today that she will be getting a statue outside of the PMAC. LSU legend, women's basketball. I think it's awesome that we're giving her a statue. Fantastic. So shout out to her, and you know, congratulations to her for such an it took honor. way too long. We'll oh, catch no. you right after this break. Star Hero. Your intro and outro music for the Tigers Avenue show. They ain't ready for that LSU. Go check out all his other music on all the major platforms. Don't forget to follow him on Instagram at Saints Anthem. And at Twitter at One Nation Doty. Don't forget to check out his Facebook page for all his Saints and LSU merchandise. Five Star Hero. Can't get any better than Sarah Klein Stevens, attorney at law. Her firm focuses on the needs of the elderly and maintaining their dignity throughout the process. Here for you, here for your family. Sarah Klein-Stevens, attorney at law. All right, Reagan, I'm excited. I'm excited about this one. So, I, I, okay, I have to give credit. I have to give credit. I, we were in spaces the other night. I, I honestly can't remember, so Al or Bo, if you're in here, help me out. I can't remember if it was Al, Bo, or AD, but they suggested this one. The game that basically justified your LSU fandom. So this is a game that you watched and you were like, "Man, I love LSU. I love like, yeah. I love watching LSU." So I reckon I'll let you lead it off. And then and now it's time for Memory Memory Monday. Oh, we need like a like a <laughs> Memory Monday. Monday so, Monday um, Monday. <laughs> y'all send y'all's comments in the game that solidified your LSU fandom for me. For me. This is the year, of course, I was seven, eight years old, and I saw this play, and I was like, oh, my goodness, I love football, and I love LSU. It was absolutely fantastic. And now that I look back on it, I'm kind of like, wow, Les Miles is a complete idiot. But the throw to Ruben Randall in the back of the corner against Auburn in 2007 was like, oh, my gosh, what just happened? 
And I remember and I remember watching it in the den at our house with dad. And I remember us I remember dad Fox saying TV. <laughs> I remember dad saying like, Why are we kicking the field goal? Why are we kicking the field goal? Yeah, I do remember and dad then we, saying that. We throw the touchdown pass and we're like, you know, going absolutely bonkers. We're going absolutely and playing is back to throw. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if y'all if y'all watched that video much, but I can always envision the hand that pops up whenever. Yeah, the hand. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like immediately goes up in front of that camera recording that. But that moment solidified my LSU fandom. I know that's kind of. I mean, I was. I'm only 22, so I, I've only been watching really since 07. But that moment was like, oh my gosh. I can't believe that just happened. It was, oh, it wasn't Reuben Randall. It was Bird. It was Bird. Yes, You're right. Demetrius You're right, Bird. Demetrius, Demetrius Bird. Bird. Reuben Bird. was a little bit later. The, same number. Yeah. Same number. A little bit later. In the back of the corner, I was like, oh, my gosh. I cannot believe this just happened. And yeah. I've gone back and watched that now awesome, that man. I have like a – now that I don't have a seven, eight-year-old brain. <laughs> and I'm like – What are you doing? like watching the, the, like, the film break down, and I'm going – what in the absolute heck was Les Miles thinking in this moment? I don't know if we just had a terrible field goal kicker that year or what, but surely it wasn't that bad. I mean, that field oh, goal was God. not that far, and he could have won the game on the field. Yeah, Cole David. You had Cole, Cole David. David. Yeah, I mean, you he Cole David was solid, and he threw the pass. I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this just happened. But that is my solidifying moment as a, a fan. Yeah. Matt Flynn the bird in the back of the corner in Death Valley, and the crowd went nuts. So mine is kind of a like game slash situation because it, it was it was when I realized like oh I'm like really into LSU. Uh, I'm starting to put LSU before a lot of other things. I'm starting my my priorities are starting to shift a little bit to the LSU Tigers a little bit more. Same year because that's kind of when we really began to fall in love. And you know, we mentioned you know how we fell in love with you know our favorite players like you know like Jacob Hester. We mentioned that on a previous podcast. One of the games that comes to mind is the Florida game. You know, him just truck sticking, you yeah. know, those Florida defenders and then bulldozing into the end zone. So, but that's not the one. That's definitely one of them that kind of led up to it. But I remember Reagan. You had a pee wee football game. You were in pee wee <laughs> football. And we had to go and watch one of your games, and I was upset because I didn't want to go watch Reagan play Pee Wee football. I wanted to watch LSU <laughs> play in the SEC championship game versus Tennessee. Yeah, and yeah. I remember like being so antsy. I was like, "Come on, come on, we got to get home. We got to get home. We've got to watch this game." And you know, I, at that at that time, you know, shoot, I, I I don't know how old I was. It was 2007, so you know, I was probably 10 or something like yeah. that. I just remember getting so antsy, and then we finally get home, and I was able to watch Jonathan Zenon get the pick six, and you know, all, yeah, and and all the momentum changed for that game. LSU was yeah. able to pull it off, and of course, go into the and you know you could we could of course mention the national championship game because it's our first season really paying attention to LSU football, and go they ahead. win the whole dang thing. They win the yeah. natty. Not only that, they beat the break, and they and now you look back at that, and you're like, dang, they they lost to Arkansas in triple overtime, they lost to Kentucky in triple overtime, and they still made to the national championship. It was a crazy year in the SEC. 
It was. It's 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 known as like probably one of the craziest years in college football because there were so many upsets. There were yeah. so many people. I think Ohio State was like maybe the only team, at least Power Five, you know, a team that was able to actually make it in the championship yeah. that had one loss, you know. Yeah. And so then it was like, well, SEC champion LSU. So yeah, that that's got to be it for me. But I tell you what was a really also another game that kind of later on that I was like, man, this is crazy, but I love it. LSU Tennessee. 2010. Oh my it was, gosh! It was it was it was Derek Dooley was the coach. Yeah, Derek oh Dooley was the coach. God. It was the it was the end. You know, uh, where we botched yeah. the, again. Les Miles, time clock management botched again. Shocker! Like, they Shocker. come out there and like, uh, let's see how many players are there. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, thirteen. There's thirteen players. They 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 call the flag, and Stephen Ridley toss die. <laughs> Jordan Jefferson turns around, toss dive to the left, and uh, Stephen really bulldozed it in. (laughs) And here's here's another reason why I knew I was obsessed with LSU because I lost my crap when they lost. Like I would, and we had guests over, and they're like, "Whoa, like this kid, like whoa, he's (laughs) really upset." Like I remember, I I had a pillow, and I was like holding it, like clenching, like come on, come on, come on, come on. And I remember I turned around when they when they lost. I turned around and I threw it at the wall. Like, I was so hot. And I'm, I was like, calm down, calm down. And then all of a sudden, it was Glenn and Gell- Kelly Ross. And then Glenn's like, hold on, something, something, something's happening. And again, you, you, you and dad were gone because you had some game or something going on. I was at a, I was at a game. I you were at a game. That. And so I'm like, wait, what, what? And then, you know, they call it, you know, too many men on the field. And that was just wild. I was like, man, I love fellowship football, man. Dad, was, dad was giving me. That was giving me updates on the, like while I was on the sideline because I, I guess, oh yeah yeah we like, lost just kidding we didn't April Fools. Yeah. <laughs> all right Reagan let's get to some of these comments because I'm excited to see what these hey, throw say. real quick throw that last comment up from 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 uh, Nurse Court there I throw so many back my TVs look my wife has a video <laughs> my wife we might have to release it for a TA short of. Right and Zach and Dad and I think Simon maybe was in it a little bit. They called a targeting when we were playing Alabama like early on. I can't remember what year it was or what. It was. Anyway, it was the game after Devin White had got penalized for targeting yeah. against State. And they 2018. threw 2018. 2018. Yes. And my wife has a video of us just absolutely losing our crap over them throwing the targeting penalty. And I think it was against, like, Grant Delpit or something, and we were living mad. I mean, we were – We were already mad about the – Yeah, we were already mad, and the whole free Devin White thing was going on. And and, uh, uh, I think it ended up getting reversed. But, yeah, that that video is pretty hilarious to watch. But go ahead and start throwing their their memory Monday in there. You're solidifying LSU game. All right, here we go. I think the first one we had, let's see, let's see. I've got to scroll up here. Here we go, Nurse Court. Nope, first one was Danny, girl. Sorry, oh, Danny, I skipped you over. We'll get to Nurses. There it is. Right after this one. Maybe Monday, always been an LSU fan, but I think it was like the 1998 Bama game in the rain, in the cheap seats, tip-top, and still loved every minute, and I, I knew I would support them forever, fought. Forever, Falk, Falk then, Kevin Falk then. Yeah. Yeah, man, I mean, I I, I want to go back, Reagan, and I have done this a little bit, but I'm going to go back. I think I'm going to write these down. Actually, I'm going to go back in these comments. I'm going to write these down, y'all, and I'm going to watch 
the YouTube highlights because uh, I'm pretty sure they probably still got them from back in the day um, on on all these games. Hey, oh, Danny girl, the first game we went to was Ole Miss, and it was an 07 LSU. Trenton Holiday. Trenton Holiday had – yeah, Trenton Holiday had the kickoff return. Craig Steltz had an interception. Great game. That was our Great very man. first Craig LSU Stiltz. game. But it was, at, it was at Ole Miss, unfortunately. Craig Steltz could knock the brakes off of somebody. He sure could. Merry Monday moment. I was 100% hooked on the Tigers' first game in Tiger Stadium. So, another visit. Uh, 96 LSU versus Vandy. Herb Tyler, Kevin Falk, Booger all playing that year. LSU went 10-2. That's awesome. What year was that? Let's see. 96. 96. 96. That's awesome. They went 10 and 2. First All right. Tiger Stadium experience. I can I can we got understand. Got Nookie that. in here. Look at we got Nookie in here. Nookie a, a, a Twitter space uh yeah. another Twitter space guy. Guys on Twitter a lot. 2003 Georgia after they scored the go ahead, the crowd immediately chanting LSU, LSU. The day catastrophe syndrome died. <laughs> <laughs> Nookie's always cracking them. I love it. That's awesome. Nookie, thanks for Fantastic. joining us, man. I, I don't know if this is your first time joining, but we appreciate you joining. On Absolutely. This one. That's awesome. Absolutely. 93 West Berlin. I don't know what that's referring to. What? I wasn't alive back then. So you'll we weren't to. even thought of. <laughs> we weren't even alive yet. So. Parents weren't even married yet. So <laughs> what's, the, what's the phrase? <laughs> We're just a tickle in our daddy's pocket. In dad's pocket so. <laughs> Eddie Fuller catching touchdown pass from Tommy Hudson. Yeah, I mean, come on. That, that was probably a game. Yes. How did you watch that game? Because holy cow, if you watch that game, man, I am extremely jealous. Yeah, uh, <laughs> oh, Danny, game. little baby. Some of us have been fans since we were really terrible in the, in the 90s. 90s. Yeah, uh, we have been blessed. That. That, that he reminds constantly me. reminds us that we've been blessed to kind of live in the in the. You're living years. in the glory days. Y'all should live in the glory days. Let's get a ding a ding Oh, hey, Nurse Court was at that old Miss game that we were at in 2007. Hey, there you go. Let's, let's, see. Stills. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I love Craig Stills too. And Nookie, Nurse Court, Herb Tyler did my EKG in 2001 when I had a bizarre heart scare. Oh my. I wow. moved over him like the worst fanboy. He was favorite <laughs> player for the longest time. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. That is crazy. Wow. That's crazy. That's awesome. Uh, nurse Court went to that SS Championship game. Man, Nurse, you must Jealous. you must have some of that pressure money going to all these games. <laughs> oh, Danny, another solidification for me is when we no longer had to watch Josh Booty on the field. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Some of these references, I'm like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a lot of the Earthquake game, too. Earthquake, yep. I mean, uh, we know about the Earthquake game, obviously. That's Sherry cool. Berry. Uh, I don't know if I've seen Sherry Berry on here. Sherry Berry, thanks for joining. Hope you continue to uh, come on our shows and listen. Got to go to the 2001 SEC Championship game with my dad when LSU won and kept Tennessee from going to the Rose Bowl. Wow. Tennessee fans were so mad they were throwing their roses at us. I loved it. Wow, what an experience. What an experience. Hey, so I got to tell you all this story before we, we, we wrap up here with Memory Monday. So the second game we went to was an Arkansas game. And oh boy. it was in oh, War, uh, War Memorial, Memorial the, old, the old stadium in Little Rock. And I'm allergic to peanuts. I'm allergic to peanut butter. Can't touch it. Can't consume it. Can't smell it. Nothing like that. Ooh. It's bad. I'm not going to like die or anything like that. Well, I guess if I, if I had it and then didn't. Peanut butter is amazing. What am I supposed to do? Change my genetic makeup? Like, come on, Reagan. What am I, <laughs> you know, 
Like, come on, bro. Get a better immune system. You're so weak, boo. So, so we were we had pretty decent seats. I think we were um, yeah, we had good seats. near the south end zone or something like that. We were we were on the side, and so we had these like really crazy Arkansas fans that were behind us, and they were like also like a little under the influence, and they were like eating these peanuts, peanuts, and they were you know it was the ones you have to crack open, you eat the nut, and then you you know throw away the the remains, and so they were like choking them down at me and like i was starting to break out and and so (laughs) they won the game it was horrible it was it was a miserable trip unfortunately for us 30 to 31 yeah but one of the guys that was back there and and like talking crap and spilling beer on us and throwing peanuts at me like yeah the dude (laughs) was was so gone that when he was a skunk and you know he's a little bit heftier guy but he, he he stumbled a little bit when he was about to go out, and he rolled down the stairs of the stadium. So, uh, not, uh, not that was that was probably a memory that it was one of our least favorite memories. We'll, yeah. we'll probably have to reshare that one. Yeah. But anyways, um, yeah, Carl Dunn, the earthquake game, my first game in Tiger Stadium. Holy cow, that was your first game in Tiger Stadium. That's like automatic. Like I'm hooked. Like oh I'm done. God. It's over. It's wow. over. Your ear, your ears were probably bleeding, Carl. Done. Wow, <laughs> finally, somebody mentioned that the bluegrass miracle. I, I was waiting yeah, for somebody to say that bluegrass. Uh, we've yeah. been able to, we've been able to like see the highlights, obviously, obviously of that. That's incredible. That's awesome. Um, let's see. Early do set. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. We have any more? We might have to wrap it up. Why does the peanut? I mean, that surprise <laughs> me for someone with boy band hair. A cat sent for. From God, <laughs> yeah, he's a good cat for most of the time, except when he, yeah. whenever he's pride, uh, and and looking like Zach. <laughs> Danny, I don't know if you were in here earlier, but I was talking to Dad like yesterday, and I don't remember what we were talking about. And he was like, "Come on, Zach, get your head in the game." And I was like, "Oh gosh, oh man!" And he doesn't even he doesn't even know like he doesn't even know about get my nickname get your head here. In the game. Get your- <laughs> Gotta get you, get. You. <laughs> yeah. That was like middle school oh, days man. or high school days. But anyways, yeah. all right, guys, I think that's all we got for Memory Monday. So yeah, we appreciate, appreciate y'all joining in. We appreciate y'all joining in and participating. We'll hit a quick break, Zach, and then we will come back and wrap this show up. Make sure you go follow us on Twitter. TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook, all at Tigers Avenue for daily updates on the show and all things LSU sports. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to click off and hit that subscribe button at Tigers Avenue. We broadcast all of our shows live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. All right, everybody. Appreciate y'all joining in and interacting for our Memory Monday segment. We always enjoy interacting with y'all and and enjoying doing this show because we all love the LSU Tigers and we love talking about the LSU Tigers. We appreciate it, y'all. We really love doing this. Y'all keep coming back, and we'll catch you then in the Tigers Avenue. Five-star hero, take us out. Peace. Who that, who that five-star? Who that, who that five-star? And the LSU Tigers.